The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. What is going on, everyone? It is Carol. Yes, Carol edits the podcast. That is me. So what are we getting into today? So just recently, Mark Gessler from Wholesale and our boy Levi, a barista and coordinator at Abbott Square, went on a trip to visit one of our wholesale partners in Franklin, Tennessee, a sweet cafe called Highbrow Coffee and Tea. Highbrow is a very intentional cafe. They care a lot about fostering community and just creating a positive space. They also care about providing amazing service. Mark sat down with Highbrow Coffee's owner, Dustin, and shop manager, Eric. These guys are super genuine, hardworking, and just nice. (laughs) I was actually lucky enough to meet them at SCA this year, and then again when Dustin came to town for the Wholesale Partner Forum with his wife, Whitney. And I'm so excited for y'all to hear about how these guys got Highbrow to where it is today. So without further ado, I give you Marky Mark Gessler and the Highbrow Boys. What's up, world? Uh, we're out here in Franklin, Tennessee with Dustin Souter and Eric Sandersfield. Uh, Dustin is the owner of Highbrow Coffee and Tea in uh, West Haven. That's the community that it's yep. located in. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, we've been excited to be out here. We ate some hot chicken earlier today, checked out some of the local Nashville scene. We're going to be doing like a espresso training later, a little cupping tomorrow morning. But yeah, it's great to be out here visiting you guys. Um, we always like to start off with, well, first off, do you want to introduce yourself a little, say some some words? Yeah, um, my name's Dustin, um, born and raised in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, Amish country, live in Franklin, Tennessee with my wife and uh, two kids, Beckett and Liv, wife Whitney. Um, yeah, happy to be on the cast. And oh yeah, Eric, you want to give yourself a little little intro, a little lead in? Yeah, I'm so I'm originally from Iowa. Moved here about uh, nine years ago, and Dustin and I met. I think maybe probably two years ago or so. Um, we met through mutual friends, and then honestly, me and my wife just popping in the shop, and then I've been kind of in the coffee world uh, three and a half years ish, in and out of different shops, and. Um, and yeah, now currently at Dustin's shop. I'm loving it. Awesome. Yeah, it's a good place to start, I think. Why don't we do, why don't you guys do your like coffee origin stories, like how it came to be? I know Dustin's got kind of a crazy story about it. But. Um, yeah, like I got into coffee while I was still on the road playing guitar. Um, I kind of fell in love with coffee as um, as I was traveling, just hitting all the legit shops and like, making sure we're like, you know, we'd wake up and just like, you know, where's the best coffee? And like, so fell in love with coffee that way. It was kind of a big home brewer. Um, and then there was a shop that opened like right next door to my house. 
And, um, yeah, just was, like, really interested in it. And um, they were building out, had a little um, bar. Um, the shop's name's um, Honest Coffee Roasters. And um, they were just building out and was just a customer at the little bar and um, was like, dude, are you guys hiring? Like, what, could I work here when I'm, like, not on the road? And I could probably give you, like, two or three shifts a week definitely when I'm home and they're like yeah so got on with them and was with them for about two years and I uh, just really fell in love with coffee and that's awesome yeah. what was the time breakdown like how long would you be out and away and on the road and then how long would you be in town for pulling those couple of bar shifts a week and yeah I mean it varied like there was um it just depended on like if we were on a tour just doing one-offs but like we would do like 15 dates but like typically weren't gone longer than like a week, week and a half at a time. A lot of like home, like we'd leave out Wednesday night and get back Monday morning, um, like four day run kind of thing. And then you'd have a couple of days at home and then you'd head out again kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah. So how did this whole thing, like being on the road as a musician and working part time in coffee and as a barista, how did that lead you to becoming the owner of Highbrow? Yeah, like... It's kind of crazy. I I grew up in a small business family. Um, I always love small business. My dad is a car dealer, grew up in the car business. And uh, my dad, my brother, and my grandpa started a used car lot in uh, Strasburg, Pennsylvania, like right outside of Lancaster, um, Amish country. Um, but yeah, like grew up in that small business thing, like making it fly and like, um, doing that whole thing. And, um, I've always had that, like music was always my passion and I wasn't really into cars per se, but I always had that like small business bug where I like wanted to make something fly and like, um, you know, just, you know, just be in something and and have it be yours, kind of like some ownership kind of thing. And um, so, yeah, I was always in the supporting role on the road. I toured for over 10 years and, like, always just, you know, supporting the artist I was out with and always had this, like, I, I want to start something or do something, like, make like have the buck stop with me kind of thing. And uh, so as I was working... Um, at Honest, like two, I guess it was, it was two years and I just like fell in love with the whole culture and the whole like just specialty scene here and knew I wanted to get into it. And um, so went down the road of like trying to figure out, you know, what, how, how do I get in this industry, you know, and um, went down the road with a couple other guys trying to figure out um, we wanted to build something from scratch. We had a name and like we were, um, just kind of went down that road and we actually went as far as to sign an LOI on a location. Crazy. Like, um, even took meetings with like build out people and just got quotes and stuff like that. And honestly just had some insane sticker shock, like just like blown away at what it can cost to start a shop. Um, and so I kind of pumped the brakes um, on that whole thing 
And two weeks later, found out Highbrow was for sale through a barista. And I uh, was just like, wow, like, this is the shop on the other side of town. Like, you know, they do legit stuff. And this could be, you know, a great way in, kind of a low-risk um, way to get in the industry, not have to, like, do a whole build-out, that kind of thing. Um, so that was appealing to me. Um, and, yeah, like, literally found out about it, met with the owner a month later, owned the business, rehired everyone that was there, and just, like, hit the ground running. <laughs> it was, like, intense. That's so crazy to, like, think about just taking on an entire shop and going into it from, like, the mindset of being, like, okay, I'm going to open a business to acquiring something new. But what were some of the challenges of, like, stepping into a space that had already existed? It was three years old when you stepped into it, right? Yeah. And then you've yeah. been operating, owning and operating for three years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what were some of the challenges of, like, stepping into a business that had existed for a while in a community that was pretty well established? Yeah, I mean, the challenge... For one challenge that comes right to mind was like, you know, there was definitely things I wanted to change and culture I wanted to change, but it's like, this is what they're used to. And like, so I kind of took the thought process of let me learn, let me come in and like almost serve the business for a second and learn how they do things because I wanted to know how they did it before I made like strategic changes. Like I didn't want to just like come in and say, this all sucks. Like we're doing this, that, and the other, you know, like I wanted to be intentional with the changes that we made and, um, kind of, you know, have some clout behind what I was changing. Um, so that was definitely a challenge that just like navigating that whole thing. Um, and I feel like just rehiring an entire staff that, you know, was there was definitely a challenge. Um, you know, like these people were like, who's this guy? Like, you know, and so that was a challenge. Like there were definitely times where I felt disrespected and like, well, like, I can't believe they're talking to me like that or, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's just like, wow. Like I pay their bills and they have no respect for me right now. You know what I mean? Like, so there was aspects of that, that, you know, were definitely real. There was a time where my wife didn't go into the shop for like a short period of time just cause she didn't feel, um, she didn't feel like she was necessarily welcome or, you know what I mean? There was just that culture wasn't there. And I mean, we are at a completely different time right now, but I was going to say like, we walked in the (laughs) shop this morning and the vibes could not have been more positive. I mean, the, the amount of energy that's in there is great. Like you had guests interacting with each other. You can tell it's a really community driven place. The people behind the counter, there were three people and they were crushing it like you could tell it was busy but like you didn't see the stress on their end of the counter which is just something we're really conscious of from like a service perspective and so what do you think are some of the things that you had to like steps you had to take to get it to that point because yeah it's yeah i mean what what happened (laughs) just like (laughs) honestly like consistency and like honestly the cat and cloud podcast was a massive um just resource for me like 
being able to like, um, you know, like tell my staff and like reiterate my staff, like what it means to, you know, go the extra mile. And, um, you know, like we always try and like walk drinks out and, um, you know, anticipate the needs of the guests and not just like sling them a sandwich without a fork or, you know, grab a napkin or, you know what I mean? Like there's things that we just really try and, um, just go the extra mile with service. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Eric, you might be able to speak into some of that. Just I was going to say, just through us talking, I know you have said that like a lot of really awesome things have come from Eric, who's sitting right here. So not to put you on the spot, Eric, but like, yeah, I'd love to maybe, I don't know if we want to start with your origin story, but just like, what do you think, what was it like stepping into the space when you got there? Because you've been there for about a year now, right? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Sweet, yeah. Uh, I mean, when I first started, Highbrow, uh, for me, I had been a place that I had popped in several times. It was my wife and I's spot to go when we were going to get coffee. And uh, honestly, the I felt like the staff was in a in a really good in a really good spot. I'm I'm the way that I'm wired. I'm probably a little more outgoing than most people, um, but I love uh, just because you know, you're, you're going to remember when you're served well, and then you're also going to remember if you're really not served well. And I like, I've remembered specific times throughout my life when I've just been served a little bit like above and beyond. And like, I've felt like I've actually been cared about, like people actually care about me as a person, as opposed to just another transaction. And that resonated with me. And, um, I got into the coffee world probably, uh, shoot, maybe like three or four years ago, I got a job at Starbucks and that was kind of my intro to like the coffee shop, like working in a, in a cafe or a coffee shop. And, uh, and I kind of took my past experiences of being served well. And I just kind of had, I don't know, I guess I just adopted that mindset of like, I want, because I know how that feels on the other end of the counter to be you know, walk in somewhere to get something. And especially if it's, you know, a place like Highbrow where you're in a neighborhood or you're in a spot where your people are close by and they're going to be coming in if, if it's good and it's what they're, you know, the product's good and what they're looking for, they're going to be back in. So like you want to make sure that you do serve them well and kind of earn their, their trust. And I kind of, you know, the years that I've been working in these types of environments have just like strived to like, kind of like lead by example of like, Hey, we're all here to work and, but also have a good time and like serve people well. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's worth mentioning something. West Haven is kind of an interesting community because it's, it's kind of this all inclusive. Maybe you guys can speak to it, but it has everything you need. Theoretically, you can live there and not leave. I don't know. Can you guys speak to that and how that has affected how you operate the business and what your like community engagement is like? Cause it seems like you guys are really connected with it. I know 4th of July just happened and you guys had some events going on outside the business and yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like one of our biggest values is like to foster community and like we are in the front of a neighborhood, like you turn in the neighborhood and like you're literally facing our shop. You'd like run right into it if you didn't make the turn. Um, it is unique. Like there's everything there. Like dentist, um, taco shop, chiropractor. Yeah. I mean, literally you name it, spectacle shop, 
Botox spot. Like they got it all. It's it's like pretty so crazy. Get that up on. Get, it. get <laughs> yeah, right we'll, on that. We'll, yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's it's pretty crazy that you wouldn't have to leave. Like mo- a lot of the community has golf carts and they just cruise around. People liken it to like maybe 30A ish, and um, it's pretty wide. It's a pretty wide range of like. Um, age like there's a lot of older and there's a lot of young families there's a um grade school in the neighborhood so you wouldn't even have to leave the neighborhood to put your kids in school which is crazy um so yeah like one thing like when i when i purchased um there was a massive farm table in the center and it was a high top with like no seats in the back and so like um it was kind of a good thing that it wasn't part of the sale, but that table wasn't part of a sale. So I had to like figure it out and like it forced me to like rethink the space, which so good because we doubled the seating in the center and it's low. So like a kid can sit on a chair and not like feel like they're going to fall back. Like all the seating was high. Um, even outside there was high tops. Um, so like it was just hard for, you know, kids to sit up that high so we brought in like low seats got those tables made there was like a massive antique condiment bar that kind of like jutted out into the space and so we kind of rebuilt a condiment bar that's like a lot more space saving and um lots of outside seating that's like low and more family friendly um so that's been huge for for everything we we love our customers and i was gonna say i mean we as cat and cloud we always talk about mission vision and values and things like that and you mentioned one of your visions is or missions values kind of all inclusive is being that community hub of those things and it's kind of all encumbering and i feel like everything that we've talked about just in working with each other since uh, you guys have been partners since January, I believe. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of falls in within that realm of like, how can we serve our community better? But not just like the community, but like the people in the shop. Cause I know you care a lot about like your staff and like people like Eric that work with you and you want to offer opportunities. Can you maybe speak to like what your vision is within Franklin? Cause it seems like there's awesome growth community or opportunity because in addition to West Haven, like being a community, it's attached to Franklin, which is this beautiful historic town. That's just like 40 minutes Southeast of, Nashville so mm-hmm. it's like gets a lot of like foot traffic like Levi the barista that's with me he walked through it with his wife when they walked across the country over Amazing. six months that's a whole other story you should probably listen to his <laughs> one-on-one that's coming up at some point shout yes. out to Evelyn but yeah oh, I don't shit. know can, can you speak to about how like yeah what is what does the future look like for Highbrow like where what's the what's the vision yeah I mean I feel like I'm definitely open to a second location um but like I had the opportunity at the beginning of this year Um, and it just wasn't right. Like I just didn't quite feel it. Um, and you know, I, it's like in my mind, I'm like so practical that like, I want to make, it's like, if I can't make this shop thrive and succeed, why would I go down the road and, you know, start another shop and, um, just like expand to expand kind of thing. So I really want to be intentional with that and, not kind of get the cart in front of the horse. Um, so yeah, I mean, I love it. It's kind of fun to, to be a single one-off shop. Like it's like, like if you want highbrow, you got to come 
to highbrow. And, you know, like, I feel like we are, we're kind of like three miles outside of downtown Franklin and we are a little bit more of a destination shop for the coffee community. Like if people are out our way, they'll stop in, you know, like, or they'll like, let's hit it on Sunday on a drive or whatever. The trace is like a few miles from our shop, which is like a winding road that's from Tupelo, Mississippi to Nashville and back again. Pretty cool um, thing. And, um, and we're like a few miles from Leapers Fork. So it's like a great little spot to stop kind of on the way. Um, but yeah, like just kind of, I feel like only now are we like at a place where I can start to like wrap my head around another spot and expanding. We have, we have a 1989 Jeep Grand Wagoneer that, um, we bought to do like events and that kind of thing. And so like, that's kind of one way that I hope to like kind of bridge the gap of maybe a second location. Like we're doing weddings and we do cars and coffee in the neighborhood, um, that all the neighborhood brings out their like legit stuff and, um, shows it off. And it's weird. Like no one has any coffee at cars and coffee. It's like, you'd think it'd be a thing, but it's not. And it's like, we're doing it. So that's kind of fun. Um, so yeah, just trying to use that as almost like an extension of the shop to, to grow awareness of our brand. And I was going to say, cause you guys kill the events game just from what I've heard. I mean, we were talking about breakfast, 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 breakfast. Yeah. It's like yeah. punk rock, like oriented festival. And you guys were the coffee provider for it, right? Yeah. And there's, well, there's a bunch of, they have like a ton. It's like the whole thing is like newfound glory, uh, puts it on, um, the guitar player, Chad, he like does the whole thing. And, um, so killer. So it's like a whole new concept. It's Sunday morning and they bring everyone. They like encourage people, everyone to get in line at eight o'clock or no doors open at eight. I think show starts at nine, but like newfound glory is signing autographs at 8 AM. So they're literally telling everyone get there, grab breakfast show starts at nine, like, and it ends at five. Um, and so like there was, donuts, a bunch of coffee spots and like, you know, all that. So it's like a real community driven thing, kind of almost like unifying coffee community thing in the area. Cause like only like local spots are involved and, um, really cool, cool, uh, event they do. It's fun. Nice. Slung in a, slung a ton of pop tarts. Oh yeah. Yeah. The homemade pop tarts. I was going to say, you guys also have a crazy offering at your shop. I mean, you do so many things in house, like the back bar space is not big. It's like small. It's probably like six square feet or something like that. (laughs) It's maybe a little bigger than that, but it's, it's powerful. And you guys do like in-house biscuits and breakfast options, like breakfast paninis. And then the pop tarts, Levi and I had those earlier and oof. It's my wife's recipe. She's got it dialed. Whitney's crushing it. (laughs) Shout out to Whitney. (laughs) Yes. Shout out to Whitney and the babes. Uh, That's right. And the kids. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know. I would love to hear a little bit more about your time on the road also. Cause I know your, your family was another big factor in why you came back and like wanted to kind of settle down. You were talking earlier about how like the time breakdown of when being on the road and then being home and then comparing that to being a business owner. Yeah. It's interesting. So like, 
was on the road for like a decade. And, you know, when you're on the road, when you're gone, you're working. When you're home, you're just hanging out pretty much. Um, I was just with the fam, you know, like every once in a while I'd have a session here and there. But, like, it was very, here I am, I'm available. Like, what do you guys want to do? Like, this is my time off to the family. And, you know, but then you'd be gone for a week at times. Or, you know, longest I was ever gone was, like, 23 days, I think. It was, like, a radio tour. But it's, like, we would always try and pop back as much as possible. Um, But, like, I think what's interesting about now being a business owner, it's like the whole, one of the goals I wanted to, you know, to get off the road was I want to be, I don't want to miss my kids, you know, growing up, you know, like you're almost like just in for a split second and then you're back out. And I just wanted to be home every night and like put them to bed and like, you know, just be in their lives more and, So that was like definitely one of the deciding factors to get off the road. Like being on the road was like childhood dreams times 10, you know, like um, definitely wouldn't trade that time for anything. But it's like, so now I'm a business owner, have the shop and it's like, I'm home, but I have like so much to do. Like, it's like very, very hard to like, I guess one of the challenges has been for me like the whole work balance, you know, because it was easy to balance it when I was on the road. It's like, Oh, I'm gone. I'm working like, cool. But now it's like, I'm home, but I have a list a mile long. Like Eric and I joke, we have like a spare time list. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get right on that in, uh, in our spare time. In never, <laughs> never. Okay. No, like literally we joke around about that all the time. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do that in my spare time. Like, that's a good time. But yeah, so it's definitely a different paradigm than than what I was used to. It's cool though. <laughs> it sounds like a challenge, but it also sounds like you've gotten to live both of your childhood dreams of being a traveling musician but also being able to be a small business owner because mm-hmm. that's like sounds like it was a huge part of your childhood. I mean, you said you would totally. your dad owned like a car lot and you'd be like shamming the cars, yeah, going yeah. out on the lawn, doing all that whole thing. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool and I don't know. I just think it's really awesome that so many challenges have come your way. Like the first year of business sounded like it was tough, but now you have like a prospering business three years in. Totally. Yeah. I think that that's potentially almost even harder than opening up a brand new shop because you have to kind of recalibrate things to where Mm -hmm. you're at. And I think you guys have done a really awesome job of that, like through the work you and Eric and Whitney and everyone involved has done. So I know. I'm really glad we get to work with you guys. It's really cool that we get Dude. the opportunity to come out and be here in so Franklin, Tennessee, hang. like For West sure. Haven, check out Nashville. And yeah, I don't know. I just feel really lucky to be working with you guys. Dude, yeah. same here. You guys have been awesome. Super consistent. It's so much good. love. Yes. So much love. Good to be here. Good to be here. Thank you. Also, Eric set up this amazing podcast setup in his living room. Yeah, I had some. I had some organizational issues getting a hold of our podcast gear. So yeah, we're recording in a beautifully decorated living room. Shout out to Carrie. Thank you so much for your work experience, <laughs> Carrie. Crushing the decorating. Number one. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Vibe. Oh yeah. It's good stuff. in our wholesale partner program. Okay.
program. Get with the program. He is interviewing one of our wholesale partners, owners, 